and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 206 of There's No Place Like Terra, Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace. I like our song. Yeah. I am Nixie. I just, and I'm I just Grace. mixed up the little bouncing on my I thing. like it. It's dig it. Uh, today, we are watching Stargate Atlantis, uh-huh. Season 2, uh-huh. Episode 7, uh-huh. uh, Instinct, aka. Being human, a.k.a. Are You There, God? It's me, Elia, a.k.a. The She-Wolf, a.k.a. What's your a.k.a.? My a.k.a. is don't cry, don't raise your eyes, it's only teenage Raitland. <laughs> teenage Raitland, you're all Raven. It's one of my favorite songs for one of my favorite bands. That's pretty awesome. I'm I, I like yours. <laughs> I do like She Wolf. <laughs> there was just a lot of like howling. Yeah, there was more banshee screaming. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, who's who's the one from Green Arrow who has the banshee scream? Kaylee. <laughs> yes, Kaylee. Um. I mean, I was uh, last week when I was she's... like, you'll know the guest star, but you won't recognize her. And yeah. I was going to go, one of our dogs is named after one of her characters. But that would have been a little too the much The easiest to one, because yeah. there's only two dogs that are lady, car- lady dogs. Well, I did not say it was a girl. That's true. Yeah. I, I, but yeah. still, it would have been narrowed it down dramatically. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> Uh, yeah, if I'd seen Nolan North on there, I would have lost my shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, Nathan Drake? Is that you? Um, but, yeah. Actually, he could have been an actor for a little while. He could Maybe have been. in the early episodes. That would have been awesome. Because uh, he blends well into that, uh, you know, military SG-1 type of style. I think you've Your showed mom me what he been actually looks like once mm-hmm. before, and I've forgotten oh you're pulling it up for sure oh i'm pulling it up to show you and i'm pulling it up to show you there's there's a friend of the pod who you shared with me um has a tv boyfriend one of the atlantis guys the Uh, captain atlantis dude captain atlantis dude. not john Uh he's like a b person oh you mean walter skinner i think so i don't know caldwell yes yeah and Nolan North kind of has yes, that I do vibe. Yes, his name is not Walter Skinner. I'm just saying. Yeah, Nolan North has a little bit of that vibe. A tiny bit. Yeah, but does he? He you looks know what like... he actually looks like. Mm-hmm. You know what he looks like from my first glance. Mm-hmm. Stick with me here, at least in one of some of these photos I see. Okay. Not all of them, but like that middle one. This one. Combine McKay and Zelenka. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. He's, he's like, if you, well, if, he's he, like McKay's Alenka love dude. So if you see, if you listen to him talk, what you get is Carson vibes. Okay, I'm... T- like American Carson. I mean, listen, you're not speaking up my alley in any <laughs> There's a reason I love him. <laughs> and there's a reason I love Nathan Drake. Yeah, he also has, uh, he has a little bit of, um, nope, just blanked in his name. Never mind, moving on. <laughs> I dig it. 
Any other pop culture things to discuss? Uh, pop culture things. Because I have a new show. Tell You tell yours and I'll think of mine. It is an HBO series and I did not talk about it last week or the week before, but I've kind of completely fallen in love with it, is Avenue 5. Oh, what's that? It You would freaking love this. When you have free time, we can watch it on HBO. Yes. Um, because it's going to be 100% bingeable. It stars... I don't know how... Let me pull up, like, the full cast of this, okay. because, like, I did not see this until a trailer right before it aired, and I don't know how I didn't know about it. Reasons. That's the wrong keyboard. <laughs> I like when that happens. Okay. Um, it stars Hugh Laurie, first of all. Okay. A Hugh Laurie that bounces between an American and his actual accent. Interesting. Which, always good. Okay. Josh Gad is in it. Oh, okay. And Josh Gad, uh, as we know and I've said before, he is someone who I can only handle in smaller doses. Yeah. He's his very big energy. His character works for him in this case. Oh, good, good. Uh, it has Zach Woods, who I loved from Silicon Valley. Oh, okay, right. And, like, Ethan Phillips is in it, who, you know. I don't know. Ethan he's from Voyager. He plays oh, okay. Neelix. <laughs> it, is, it is so much fun. So the idea is, is it's it's set in the future, but not too, too far in the future. Like, it's one of those where it's basically... It in the year 3000? It's in the year 3000. Okay. It's a technology that's mostly today, but maybe in 20 years. But then also we have a spaceship that can travel the solar system. Okay, okay. It's a cruise ship. Cool, cool, cool. That travels the solar system. I'm for it's it. It's like a two-month cruise. It's the cruise. love boat it in space. It is 100% the love boat. <laughs> Something happens. Uh-huh. And suddenly... It is now That's a, usually how plots work. It is Something three, happens. Uh-huh. It's now a three-year journey. And you It's have, Gilligan's Island. And, like, it's 100% Gilligan's Island, but there's, like, thousands of people on the ship, and antics are all characters. You, They have fun playing with the um It's Gilligan's lapse. Love Boat Trek. Yes! <laughs> they have fun playing with, like, the time delay with communication to and from Earth. Like, shit just goes down. I love it. I don't want to give away some of the bigger plot points. The only one I'll say is that Hugh Laurie plays the captain. You quickly find out he's not really a captain. He's an actor. Good job. Good job. (laughs) Okay. It's a Gilligan's love trek quest because it sounds like a little bit of galaxy quest at the end there's a there's definitely some galaxy quest i'm renaming the show at one point they have to um i won't say what but they're trying to eject something from the ship oh and poop it it's poop doesn't go far enough and so it just starts orbiting the ship and it's a really disturbing thing to have it's a new moon it essentially is a new moon. I love it. But it's, it's a not poop something moon. you want orbiting. I'm deciding person. it's a poop moon. <laughs> you know, I it's think probably actually worse. a poop moon would be better than what is actually orbiting the ship. Awesome. Good times. But no, seriously, Avenue 5 is so much fun. It's like three episodes, three or four episodes. Okay. Right I'll have to check that they're out. They're short. They're like half an hour. Nice. Did we already talk about Knives Out? We did in that you saw it and absolutely loved it, and we were going to go separately on the same night randomly, but uh-huh. we chose not to because I believe we were playing video games. Nice. Um, people watch Knives Out. Uh, what else? What else? What else? I don't we're, think... I've been doing nothing but homework this week, so I haven't really gotten to the Yeah, we have. Yeah, we didn't play D&D last weekend. We're playing tonight. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and you guys are about to head into a really fun dungeon. It's gonna be fun. And leveled up to four. It's gonna be fun times. It's gonna um, be really exciting. I'm gonna go punch things. We're actually missing a party. And I, I think I wrote on the fa- yeah. on the Facebook event page because we're old and that's how we do things. <laughs> I was like, sorry, I can't come. My tiefling is due for some punching. And I went as DM of said campaign. I will also punch the tiefling. <laughs> Both were endorsed as ideas. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm ready when you are. Okay. August 26, 2005. Yeah. This was written by some freelance writers, Trina Hancock and oh. Melissa R. Beyer. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Directed by Andy Makita. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the one, the only, Jewel State. Kaylee herself. Kaylee herself. Uh, you know her, you love her. Depending on who you are and what you watched, you either know her first from Space Cases or as Kaylee Fry. Our Flash Forward. Or Flash Forward. Was it Flash Forward? Not Flash Forward. Flash something. Is it Flash Forward? Is the one I'm thinking of? Hang on. No. No, it's the one where she had a neighbor. I don't uh, know. That's not what I know her from. So I, I know her from first. One. I did watch Space Cases, but there was a show... Um, I'm gonna find it. Let's keep going. Like space cases, it's not something I watched a ton. Oh, I watched all of it. It's one of those ones where, if I tried to explain it to someone else who didn't know the show, they think that they would think that I was hallucinating. (laughs) Um, Space cases led the way for Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. This is is accurate. Um, And people don't give it enough credit. I mean, it's just a fun show. Yeah. And she was um, also in a very powerful episode of X-Files that I very clearly remember. Mm. Um, It's a weird, it's like obulette. I can't pronounce it because it's me. She played, she was like a teenager at the time. She played like a 15-year-old kidnap victim that was a really like a previous kidnap victim from the same guy. Oh, it is called Flash Forward. Telepathically related. Oh. Like telepathically linked. Uh Uh-huh. And it's just a really sort of one of those ones that hits you in the gut real good. Uh, interesting. I I'm recently also saw her pop up on The Order that I was watching on Netflix. I think she's been on The Magicians most Jeez. recently. Um, there was a show with her and Ben Foster, um, who is, is, some people know him now, um, but they were like best friends who live next door to each other. Hmm. It's a Disney Channel show. Yeah, and her name was Becca. Um, and Ben Foster we know from things, like random things. Very random things. Yeah. I mean, but listen, she will always, like everyone on Firefly, be known as Kaylee. It is who Miss Kaylee Thor is named after, obviously. Obviously. I think it's a pretty good one. I think it's a good name. You know, she was my favorite character on the show. <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder why. She's a slightly scatterbrained mechanic who's <laughs> adorable as fuck. Yeah, I think we're pretty good at typecasting ourselves in the right spots. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't... But there's there's no question among that. <laughs> so, episode. Space yes. gate, planet, two moons, super dark, creepy fog. Yeah. I mean, it's a great vacation getaway or a great spot for a D&D style ambush. See, I, I was thinking about, it's pretty, you're absolutely right on both of those fronts. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about this, right? Because we do a lot of off-planet starts, and we do that sometimes um, on SG-1 and on SGA. Yeah. However, I still 
like Atlantis itself is still new enough to me it's where so I want to do more starts on the thing. It's so pretty. But that would be so boring as a story to just be on Atlantis all the time. It does make it when you're on Atlantis that much sweeter. That's fair. You but I would like maybe they need crazy. to do like a scavenger hunt episode one day. Just a scavenger hunt. Just yeah. like an episode where they just spend time like like well, What's I, a weekend on Atlantis? Well, there's a clever way to do it, too. It's like, what if there's some hidden fucking wraith on the thing again or something like that? Or there's too. something missing and they need to find it or blah, blah, blah. It's true. And it's dangerous. It could be a dangerous scavenger hunt. Also, <laughs> that's my next birthday party. A dangerous scavenger hunt? Dangerous scavenger hunt. Okay. Um, so they're not the ambushed, dangerous but they do find the local tavern, the local watering hole. Yeah. I, what's the what's the um, Woody's line? Oh, that's a someone's poison the water. <laughs> yeah, that's slightly different than this context. There's a mind. snake in my boot. There's a snake in my boot. Howdy, partner. Is any of those working for you? <laughs> well, I was thinking watering hole, but it didn't really work in this context. In the so local I was saloon. Trying to escape past. It is time, very saloon. Anyone? It no, is very we're gonna saloon. double down. We're gonna go right There's on like in a, there. There's like a player piano that screeches to a halt when they walk in the uh-huh. door. Uh huh. Yeah. And someone's playing cards in the back corner with the hat over uh-huh, his face. Uh-huh. I do like the old West feel. Who are you and where are you from? Yeah. Uh, John introduces them and says they're from not around these parts. I'm surprised they didn't have like swinging saloon doors to open <laughs> and just kind of walk in like he's been on a horse all day. <laughs> I mean, that's. I like that I'm miming this for the people on the bus. That's how Ronan always walks. Know that I, yeah, know that I'm miming walking I mean, after being on a horse all day. <laughs> so, uh, even after they sit, everyone is still staring at them. This place does not get many visitors, especially at night. Mm-hmm. So, when John's like, why don't you travel at night? Mm. An mm. elder steps in, Goran, completely not trusting these new strangers. Right, would you? I wouldn't trust anybody oh. ever, all the time. He goes, uh, I mean, if you don't know why you shouldn't be traveling at dark, you should just keep traveling at dark. Bye. Bye. I, it, it seems a little bit like it wasn't a great uh, um, entrance. It wasn't a great uh, um, persuasion no, role no. like to get him to say anything. No. Because it's like, why do you not travel at dark? Because it's dark. The yeah. end. Because who travels at dark? Yeah. All of our instincts as humans to, tell like, us to like... not travel when we can't see. Yeah. The end. Because we... John, dumb question. Can't see in the dark. If anything, he could have turned it that way and it's like, it's always dangerous to travel in the dark. Why are you any special? And then you get him to talk that way because he's like, fuck you, we're special because we're haunted by the wraith. And then you're like, that's all I wanted. <laughs> Bitch. And then you flip the table. Table flip. <laughs> Maybe when I get married, can I flip a table? I mean, all I've ever wanted was to married, flip a table. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> I just want to flip a table. What you should do is get like a fake cake. Yeah. It's a fake decorated cake. Uh-huh. And then put it somewhere. Yeah. And then instead of cutting into it, you guys just flip, flip the, the table. table. And then behind it is the real cake, which is actually cookies. Because <laughs> we're doing cookies instead of cake. Because that's who we are. So the team suddenly We're goes, doing blueberry muffins. Is it cold in this room? Shh. 
I don't feel welcome in this room. We're gonna leave now. I don't like it here. And and Caleb, the the poor guy who was like greeted them and, and welcomed him at first, is like, I mean, we can't just send them out in the dark. That's crazy. It's yeah. in three months. It'll come at any moment. And Goran's like, I have no fucks to give. Yeah. The one guy with a freaking conscience is like, hey, maybe we shouldn't do that. And the other guy's like, tough titties. Yeah. Also, I'm looking in the camera and I found that I have a big old scratch on my face <laughs> from a little boy that I know named Drakey. Drakemo. And McKay finally is like, um, what are you guys talking about? I want to know things. Yeah. The Deimos. The Deimos. Who lives in the forest and will be feeding soon. <laughs> Who lives is- in a pineapple under the sea. <laughs> a pineapple that looks Damus like. Deimos Wraith Boy. <laughs> That looks like a sponge. But Absorbent of human flesh is from he. your bones and leaves a dead husk. I know nothing about Spongebob Squarepants. Damus, Wraith Boy. I really don't. I've never seen a single episode before. I'm going to sing you the entire... I won't do that. I won't do it. There's a purple starfish? No. No. Patrick Star is pink. Oh, and he pink. wears Sorry. green board shorts okay and then squidward who is an octopus but his okay who is an octopus is green i know but here's the thing he's got eight legs Uh and his head is round okay um and we know that squids have pointy heads you know what's even better than squids or octopuses hmm. cuttlefish Um, and then Spongebob is obviously a sponge. If I could do Liam O'Brien's cuttlefish voice here, this <laughs> is Cuttlefish voice is great. <laughs> but I can't. There's a couple of key episodes of Spongebob that I'm going to make you watch. Those are the ones that I reference all the time at work. Okay. Um, which Part I, of me goes, I've lasted this long without seeing Spongebob. No, I'm going to make you watch. There's, like, there's, They're funny. There's a couple that are actually funny. Actually, I love all of them, so maybe I'm a bad cuttlefish. <laughs> I'm pretty good with... I don't, I don't, I don't Anyways, know. it's a really, really bad thing because there's a wraith it. in the forest. Yes. <laughs> it's wraith o'clock. It is wraith o'clock. <laughs> and Ronan is ready for hunting. So the dis- locals have decided to not kick our team it's out. It's Mighty Morphin Wraith in time as <laughs> it goes into the form of a Ronan. <laughs> they do like a close up on his face as he pulls up his weapons. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. What would Ronan transform into, though? A Ronan? That's true. <laughs> like himself. It reminds me of when there was a Twitter thing where somebody it's just asked, himself with like more armor. Yeah. The, bigger some, sword. Someone asked Matt Mercer what his spiritual weapon looked like, and he wrote Marisha. <laughs> accurate. <laughs> and it's like checks out. Yeah, 100% <laughs> so accurate. Ronan would just turn into Ronan. <laughs> He'd be like, me, I am the greatest. With like an anime sword. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like a Dragon Ball Ronan. My, I think my spiritual weapon, along the same lines, and I've actually said it before, my spiritual weapon would just be Kaylee. Or a giant book in my brain. Yeah. It would, you know, you know what it would be? It would be Carl Sagan's head. <laughs> Science this, bitch! <laughs> That's what yours would be. It would be Carl Sagan, and he'd open his mouth and just like... It, like throw a black hole at people. Yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> it would just be like stream of mathematics. Yeah, I like that. Form of math. <laughs> Come at me, bros. 
spiritual weapon is Carl Sagan. Your spiritual weapon is so cool. I don't know what mine is, but it's probably not that cool. No, I, actually, I think yours no, is the best. No, I know what your spiritual weapon oh, is. Oh boy. Okay, your spiritual weapon. This has just come to me. Okay. It is a poison tamale. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so awful and I love it. It's like you you just create this tamale and it looks so good. Uh-huh. And it's just like it's, the most Is it like Jester and the Blueberry Muffin? 100% like Jester and the Blueberry Muffins. I'm the blueberry fucking muffins. for it. <laughs> That's your spiritual Y'all, weapon. Y'all, Blueberry Muffins are life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... um. The locals have decided not to kick the team out into the night to mm. be eaten by the Deimos. The locals have decided to grow consciousness. Everyone has gone back to what they're doing, and they're telling Goran that we might be able to help you with this Deimos mm. problem. If um, you weren't such dicks. Apparently they do know the name Wraith, but they don't know how to associate it because they have old stories of these great ships, but nothing in them describes what the Wraith look like. Mm. Uh, and some have sort of put two and two together. Mm-hmm. That that's probably a wraith, but yeah. hasn't gone very far. And we get a flashback to ten years ago when in the sky was a crashing ship, kind of looked like a meteor. Yes, crashed into hills, and a bunch of guys headed off to kill the beast, like pitchforks. Yeah, super cliche. There was one guy. Oh, I meant to look up his name. There's one guy that we see in the background with long hair. Yeah, who's like looking up at the ship, like, "What is that, dude?" <laughs> and he looks like the guy from Breaking Bad. Uh, not, oh, the one with the I, beanie? I think, huh? Beanie guy? No, the other one, because, like, the bigger guy. I think Badger? Yeah, but I'm one of those two. Up. Yeah, one of the two, one of the two crackheads. <laughs> one of the two methods. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna look him up. But he looks exactly like that guy, and I know it can't be that guy, because uh-huh. the age is wrong. But still. But I was like, that's definitely blah, blah. It's a doppelganger. So, since they don't know what the wraith are... They're survivors who are injured, so they just kill them and burn the bodies. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. I mean, I guess it could have been because Breaking Bad came out in 2008. If you don't understand, Sorry. just kill it. Yeah. Although, kill what you don't know. Although one survived mm-hmm. and killed someone that night. And they have been hunting that one wraith for 10 years ever since. No one can kill it. And every three or four months, a couple people are taken. And one year they did take, early on, take Goran's son. So you have to wonder how inept Ronan thinks these people are. It's like, seriously, one fucking raid? Ten years? Y'all suck. (laughs) He's like, I'll just go kill him for you, sad people. Yeah. God, you're lame. Oh, it is Badger. I did have the right name. It looks like Matt Jones. Matt Jones. Who is Badger. Who uh, photographs very different than he looks on the show, so don't look him up. 100% different. Don't look him up, because he's far more handsome than they make him seem. That's a full Neville right there. It is. He's (laughs) long-bottomed right out of that show. Okay. So, um, everyone feels, the whole team feels a lot for this guy, for this story, for this town. Ronan's like, cool, I'll have him dead by the morning. In the most laid-back tone ever. And then he just keeps drinking because he's going to get drunk first. Yeah. John's like, um, how about we do this as a team in the daylight? (laughs) Yeah. Meh. He's like the guy that never wants to take a long rest. He's like, no, I'm fine. I just took a short rest. I get all my stuff back. And it's like, some of us are spellcasters (laughs) and need a long rest. It's fine. If I have one level exhaustion, I don't need skills. I just need to hit shit. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I don't do skill rolls. I'll just be relentless. I just, I just hit things. Yeah. And uh, it's this is I really like this moment because it's this wonderful case of group skills 
perfectly matching another group's lack of skills. Hmm, okay. Like, it's like when a good friend of mine was absolutely amazed that I could make her a poster and a logo for her upcoming show <laughs> in, like, a night. And she's like, you do magic. And I was like, bitch, you sing opera for a fucking living. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're amazed at the skills that we don't have. Right. It's Yeah, it, it's the thing where when you do something over and over and over, you forget that it's cool. Yeah. Um, it's how community happens. I was working on... Um, I was working on cleaning up a document. Yes. And I was like, oh, my friends are not designers. <laughs> oh, 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 my friends are not designers. Oh, that's how that works. Yeah. Oh, oh got I... it, got it. This is what it's like when you don't live in my brain or yeah. in the brain of a Nixie. That's, see, part of the problem is we work with each other yeah. and we work with other designers. So we say things that everyone in the world should just know because yeah. we assume that. And it's uh-huh. like, oh, no, no, we're designers. That's not a thing. That we work in a gets. room with everybody knows the things. Yeah. So the next morning, this little kid comes up to McKay <laughs> and starts asking him all these questions. And yeah. again, McKay, I feel you. It, the worst person to come up to is uh-huh. the one that kids will come up to. Yes. It's like, oh, you dislike children? You're the one I'm going to they bother. They can sense it. Yeah. Because they mm-hmm. never come up to me. No. Because they're like, nah, she's she's not fun to bother because she likes being bothered by us. She's yeah. a bit of a wild card. That one, no. Yeah. That one does not want me to talk to her. Uh-huh. That's who I will talk to. Uh-huh. <laughs> 100%. And he gives the same answers that I might. And yeah. I love how this kid's uncle goes, well, the Deimos will come get you if you don't do your chores. And he's like, well, I guess you won't have to do chores again because yeah. we're going to kill it. That's everyone's got that shitty uncle too, though the one that says things just to scare the shit out of you. I actually, so here's the thing: I had uncles that would pull pranks on us, but uh-huh. I didn't have an uncle that would do shit just to scare. Oh, us. Oh, I had a shitty uncle. May he rest in peace. He like if I got a remember, Grace has always been a sickly kid. Yeah. So if I got a cut or something, you'd be like, "Oh, that's it. All your insides are gonna come out from there while you're sleeping." <laughs> And I'd be like, well, fuck, my body is so strange that that's possible. That might be. That could happen. And then I would not sleep because I have a cut on my hand. Yeah, no, I I just had uncles that would do a lot of, like, dad joke pranks on us. <laughs> and considering I also have a father that pulls oh, dad yeah. joke pranks on us. So basically everyone in your family just jokes <clears throat> and pranks for days. Yeah, it's why I don't realize that not everyone speaks in heavy amounts of sarcasm to people and sometimes I get in trouble actually hurting people's feelings yeah. when I went, no, I just deflect with sarcasm. I was, I was just saying things because things. <laughs> so Gorin uh, tells uh, the team that it didn't take anyone last night and Ronan's like, well, we're gonna kill it so it won't take anyone else anyway. The end, bye. Sometime later in the forest they're all spread out, Ronan's tracking Bloodhound style. Yeah. And can we just take a moment to share our love of Ronan and his sword carrying. <laughs> He's pretty great. I don't know if I shared this. I had a short-lived D&D character oh, that yeah. was essentially built off Ronan. They and I couldn't quite long. explain to Grace who or what. Or why Ronan or why. Was. <laughs> but yeah, I had a very short-lived... It's my only non-magic user I've ever played. Uh-huh. He very quickly got possessed by something, 
And we all died. And then was in a trance by that possession while we were sleeping, and he was supposed to be taking watch, and then a whole fuck ton of bugbears come and TPK'd us. Yeah, it was not good times. It was, I think it was our first TPK. Yep, first TPK. Um, <laughs> we never quite recovered. Nope. <laughs> nope. But yeah, um, it was one of those, that's my first, not my only, probably my I- only... Non-magic user, because then I was going, non-magic users are boring to me. (laughs) Um, I'm not allowed to sit in this chair anymore. Um, (laughs) um, I love a good magic user, and I love the non-magic users. They each have different strengths. Yes. I like the the non-magic users because I think too much. And they don't. Yeah. Well, that's a nice That's the nice part of it. It's like, Mm -hmm. nope, that's not what she'd do. That's what Grace would do. (laughs) Fuck it. We're going in. (laughs) She would go full. Her and Rona would get along like gangbusters. Oh, Rosie and Rona would get together real well. Yeah. So, um, McKay is thinking that this is a needle in the haystack situation. And John reminds him that this is all Ronan did for seven years. Yeah. Dude can track rate. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, Ronan's like, part of that's really good hearing. <laughs> Shut the hell up, McKay. McKay's never been good at being quiet. No. Didn't well, we run into this very recently? Y- yes. <laughs> uh, again, it's why, another reason why I identify with McKay, whether I like to the or not. The stage whisperer. <laughs> I am the best at stage whisperer. Yeah. <laughs> so, a couple hours later, I'm guessing they're getting tired. Taylor can feel something with her superpowers, yeah. but it's different, and she can't pinpoint why. Then Ronan puts hmm. his hand up. He has the wraith. And we see a flash of white moving, and bum, Ronan bum, just bum. fucking bolts after it. Got a blast. And the rest of his team is far behind him. Is, is Ronan actually a ranger and not a barbarian? And wraith is his favorite enemy? You know... He might be a multi Because he's got the survival instincts. He does have very good survival instincts. I've never necessarily thought he was full, full barbarian. Uh-huh. I'm thinking that he might be a ranger with a couple levels of barbarian. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mostly, yeah. I would I would buy that. Okay, yeah. that's all. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Either that or a fighter that has heavy survival skills with a couple levels of barbarian. Uh, I don't yeah. see him using... Because I don't see him using spells ever. Okay. And pretty much all rangers have spell using. I mean, they have the capacity to. doesn't mean they have to. No. But th- the thing is, is I see Ronan with the second wind and the action surge and all that kind of shit. That's too. fair. That's fair. Okay. Moving along. Yep. So, um, they keep running for a while, run into a cave where Ronan stops at the mouth for the rest of the team to catch up. Mm-hmm. John heads in first. Everyone with flashlights. And around the corner, they see her face for a moment before she continues running. And they continue to chase her right into the open door of what looks like a primitive chemistry lab Hmm. into a man's arms while the team catches up. It's a baby girl, Wraith. They are all ready to fire. John tells them to get out of his way in a tone that makes you know that John is not fucking around. Yeah, yeah. When he doesn't take on often, but when he does, you're like, oh, got it. Yeah. And the guy tells him, begs them not to shoot, and he holds the wraith close protectively. She is his daughter. Aww. And the team's like, huh? Oh, yeah. What the what? Zadik, we learn his name is, continues to plead. She might be a wraith, but she is different. She does not feed. She's they say never killed anyone. she's a menace, but I love her. <laughs> Sorry. 
It's my reptar song. He goes, lower your weapon, I'll explain. And and everyone watches John. You can actually see Ronan's eyes dart back and forth, like, watching What the fuck? Yeah. John. What in the ever-loving fuck is happening? Yeah. Yeah. So slowly John lowers his gun. Ronan, predictably, is the last to do so. Yeah. Um, Elia is scared shitless. Yeah, of course As she you is. would be. Poor girl. Uh, but her father comforts her and explains that he raised her as his own. And they live in these abandoned mines because they don't really have a choice about it. Mm-hmm. No one in the village would accept them. They're outcasts. And that ship that crashed 10 years ago, Elia was a child on that ship. Oh. And he was... That's really sad to think about, that wraiths have children. That yeah. there's children wraith. There's children wraith. That at some point are innocent and don't have really have a choice. Yeah. Uh, I don't like this. And okay. he was there at the crash. He helped with the slaughter of the other wraith. And we get a flashback to the point of view of someone finding a young wraith unconscious. Mm-hmm. We specifically do not get a clear shot of who it is. Right. Because we don't want to give away the ending. Yep. And he couldn't kill the child, even if it was a wraith. Uh, and they've been hiding in this cave ever since. And well, he does mention know. that his family had just died. Later on, yeah. 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 Uh, she's absolutely not the one killing people, he says. Uh, he's pretty sure that there's another wraith out there. Yikes. And apparently for a while, which becomes sort of a key thing about this, is that Elia ate human food. Mm-hmm. And eventually that didn't sustain her enough. So Zadok was afraid she was going to start reading feeding like mm-hmm. a like a normal wraith sure. so he started experimenting and he's a forest chemist and eventually came up with a solution <laughs> and he holds this vial of red potion very reverently of course it's so easy anyone can do it just in the forest in the middle of nowhere I mean, it does look like it took him a while yeah that's fair so back in the infirmary in atlantis john weir and carson are discussing the possibilities of such a drug that allows the wraith to survive without feeding Carson is not ruling it out as yeah. not being real. Mm-hmm. He's actually more interested in the young wraith surviving on food because it kind of fits as a puzzle piece in his big puzzle. Right. So best guess is that the wraith evolved from the Aratus bug. That John's favorite friend. Yeah. <laughs> as he likes to remind people. And Carson thinks they evolved into the wraith when the Aratus bug started taking characteristics of the humans they were feeding on. Oh, that's so gross. And so, you know, things like thumbs, opposable thumbs, brains, walking upright, those are all really useful things that you can keep. But the wraith still have a digestive system, which has no purpose for a wraith. Interesting. So he goes, but... Bugs, man. We really don't like them on Stargate. No. Someone really does not like bugs. No. Okay. But Carson's like, it would serve a purpose if they use that digestive system when they're young. Mm -hmm. And then kind of just grow out of it yeah you know teenage well, it's problems like, like like babies you Pitbulls, know and then you hit puberty rebellion and... life sucking <laughs> yeah. i like it <laughs> and carson thinks he's he doesn't know what causes that change right. whether it's a chemical deficiency much like a diabetic's reliance on insulin yes uh, so if it is something as simple, not simple, but as sim- something that is scientific, as scientifically solved like that, then mm-hmm. yeah, we can make wraithsalin. <laughs> You're welcome. This is now my favorite episode ever. <laughs> wraithsalin. Wraithsalin. I'm going to start calling my insulin wraithsalin. 
Hang on, I gotta. Into a race. Yeah, I gotta gotta take my race all in. Keeps me from feeding on humans. Yeah. Hey, you need me to do this. You don't want me to feed on you. Because you're looking delicious. I either get my insulin from this or my insulin from mm. you. I like it. <laughs> so long story short, Zadig's potion could actually be real. And Carson wants to go see. And he also wants to meet this young Wraith. It could be really important to the retrovirus research. And that would... Um, so the Wraithsalin, mm-hmm. well, no, sorry. The Wraithsalin's the potion. Yes. The retrovirus would essentially pull all of the Aratus bug elements out of a Wraith and just leave the human half. So basically what we're discovering is that the Wraith aren't a race so much as they are like a type of human that's been fucked over. It's like a, chi- is it a chimera? I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. Well, that's shitty. Evolution's a bitch, yo. Yeah, evolution kind of sucks. Having a way to have some living tissue samples, some blood samples and things like that, would be virus-altering for Carson. And it's not like they could bring the girl here. Yeah, it's not like they're trying to do a vivisection. No. They're just trying to, like, understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Weir's a little hesitant because, you know, Wraith. Uh, right. Let's not just bring Wraith on board. Um, well, just sending Carson to a Wraith. Well, that too. Always protect Carson. Protect him at all costs. Always protect your clerics. <laughs> and, but John has to admit, Elia is different. And Carson is really excited to go. Hmm. So meanwhile, Taylor and McKay watch with, like, mortified curiosity... Well, Zadig walks Elia through the steps and making yeah. the wraith cylinder. It's very creepy. It's all very sad and weird. And yeah, that's fr- it's even just sad. more sad and weird when you rewatch it, realizing that she None knows it doesn't real. work. Yeah. God, that's terrible. He's quizzing her on different steps, and it's this adorable father-daughter bonding moment. Mm. But can you Taylor discuss how weird this is? It's well, it's it is weird because it's adorable father-daughter, and he's like, "Don't go into paralytic shock." Yeah. Yike. <laughs> and McKay wonders if it's an act, not just to, um, for our team, but to father as well. Right. McKay's a little ahead of his moment. He's a little bit of a smarty pants. Taylor's pretty sure that if she was like other Wraith, then Father Dearest would be the first one to die. Yeah, well. John radios... Hang on to your butts, because you're about to find out some real cool stuff. John radios in. We see John, Ronan, and Carson hiking through the woods with lots of gear. Ronan's going to bring Carson, and John's going to go visit on the village. Mm -hmm. What he's going to tell the village... I didn't figure that part out yet. <laughs> Carson starts breaking up the equipment as soon as they get to the cave. And Zadok, as you can expect, is like, what is this? Look at all this magic potion. And they start analyzing the Wraith Salen. And Elia offers them tea. Mm-hmm. McKay's like, I'm good. Yeah, no thanks. Uh, realizes not much of an option. At least takes one. Yeah. And she tries offering some to Ronan. Poor girl has no clue. Oh, God. And he's very insistent that it's a no. Yeah. 
She goes back and she's like, I make biscuits. Do you want some? And oh, God. Oh, God. Ronan, quick as a whip, hits the plate out of her hands and yells at her to stay away from him. Elliot lets out a banshee shriek out of fear and Ronan quickly has his blaster to her chest. Yeah. Oh, God. This part's ugly. Yeah. Taylor tries to defuse the situation and Elliot sort of backs off the body language of someone who is scared and embarrassed and doesn't know what's going on and she quickly walks out of the way slamming essentially slamming the door like a teenager so I wrote this last night in all caps yeah and I realized that there's history behind things for Ronan but is Ronan racist you know is he a rapist he might be a little rapist like I know this it comes across funny, but like, Ronan's not open no. to any type of no. discussion. No, no. When it comes to rape, it's it's kind of it's kind of fucky. It's yeah. a little fucky. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got there. But at this, I mean, not defending him, but at the same time, when the only rape you've ever met have oh, his trauma is real. Hunted, yeah. His trauma is real. It's super based in trauma, but yeah, yeah. he's. I will say, I think the fact that. He is not constantly... Like, the fact that he hasn't already killed her... Yeah. Or just is constantly has his gun on her... Yeah. I will say for Ronan is probably a step. That's very true, considering the amount of trauma he has. The yes. fact that he's even in this room willing to give this a shot. Because he's someone who shoots Wraith first, asks no questions ever. Oh, God. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I yeah, think well, it's he's only trying. because of his... He's given it his best shot. John. Yep. That he's this far. Damn. Yeah. Um, and she goes, Elliot goes out into the cave crouching to cry that they hate her. Oh, and well, yeah. She's an angsty teen. Yeah. Father comes out to assure her as any father would. She's going to lock herself in her room on Christmas and listen to Oasis. Or was that just me? No, mine was Ani DeFranco. Well, yeah. Equally, <laughs> equally sad and awful. Also equally predictable. <laughs> yeah. E- equally, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Dramatic. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes it was, uh, what was the other one I liked? I mean, the usuals, like Nirvana. Yeah. I mean, um, it was still a lot Nirvana. Green Day was big, yeah. obviously. I didn't get into Green Day until a little, like, it was college when I really oh, okay. got into Green Day and then, like, worked backwards. Green yeah, yeah, Day. yeah. You got into it during the American Idiot times. Yeah. I, I gotcha. 100% got into it because of American Idiot. Nice. Which is still probably my favorite album of theirs. Yeah. That's a pretty good album. It's really Not good. a bad one to like. No. Okay. We're done. Taylor's what do you like... think, what do you think Elia listens to? Oh. I gotta, I gotta. Hers is a little more showy drama like i'm thinking more avril lavigne level oh a little less i don't want to say hard rock like like pop rock yeah a little more pop rocky oh okay yes i can see that yeah like the ashley simpson era Uh uh-huh yeah yeah wow okay (laughs) there's someone else i'm trying to think of but i can't remember their name we'll find it it's okay um, but Taylor goes, what the fuck, Ronan? And mm-hmm. he's like, she's a wraith. End of story. I don't uh, know. The end, bye. I don't know where this disconnect's coming from. Mm-hmm. John radios in that Elia, she's like, Elia's in the cave, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's been there for a while. 
Yeah. Somebody's poisoned the watering hole. Yeah, they found another victim, and the guy had only been gone for a couple hours. So if Elliot was there the whole time, then it was not her, and it looks like Zadok might actually be telling the truth, and there's another wraith out there. Yep. Goran comes to ask John what the status of the hunt is, and it's like, in progress. Yeah. The village is tired of waiting and wants to go on the hunt, too, and John's like, mm, No. How about you're going to die because you guys are bad at this? Not. Yeah. And in the cave, Zadok is, comes back in and is being like, oh, I told you so. <laughs> Shut told up, you she dude. Didn't. Shut up. Carson cannot confirm the uh, Wraithslins is able to sustain her mm-hmm. without feeding. More of a pressing issue about there being a second Wraith out there. Yeah. I feel like, I bet Carson knows that it's not real, but he's so kind that he's, like, trying to find, like, maybe yeah. there's a way, maybe there's a thing, because the dad seems to believe it so hard. Yeah. He's like, I'm not seeing anything yet, but I'm willing yeah, to keep looking. right. Basically. It's like, but meanwhile, he's like, there ain't shit here. Yeah. And, uh, and Taylor thinks Elia can help them find the second rape. Mm-hmm. So she, she goes, she knocks on the door. And she, she goes, visits the angsty teen, mm-hmm. and asks for help. And and Taylor knows that Elliot can sense the other wraith. And she tries to bond over the fact that she also has the same ability. Yeah, Taylor, man. Fucking a goddess. What would this team be without Taylor? Yeah, she's just incredible. It, it's like, it, she's going to go back and tell Weir this, and then Weir's going to realize how confident she is in this team because of Taylor. Yeah. Because Taylor brings the best of all worlds. She's like, Weir would have done the exact same thing. Yeah. So she's like, you're fucking badass. You're you're b- badass both physically and mentally. Yeah. That I just needed to give some Taylor love. Taylor's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and she she tells Elliot that this ability is nothing to be ashamed of. And no. she's like, I sensed you in the woods, but I could also sense that you were different from other Wraith. Mm-hmm. And your father raised you well. Your father taught you right from wrong. And apparently the other Wraith does try to communicate her with the Wraith network. Yeah. And she usually ignores him, pushes him away. But with some encouragement from Taylor, she tries to... She agrees to try to tune into his Wraith network. Mm-hmm. First attempt, a little startling. But second time, she can see through his vision that um, he's... In a van river. down by the river. In a van down by the river. <laughs> so Taylor uh, comes to ask Zadok if there's a river nearby. There is. Mm-hmm. And quickly the team gets up ready to move Ronan. The Thank first God. The Otherwise, that the whole gig would have been up at that point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and John's like, McKay, you stay and help Carson. He's like, medical research isn't really. And hunting Wraith is. Yeah. I'll stay Got in it. here. Stay in here. So he sits down and tells Carson that, you know, he never really got into biology. He took a class in undergrad and then diagnosed himself with half a dozen separate medical conditions. And then he dropped the class and Carson's like, color me not surprised. Yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly what we all would have thought. Yep, yep. Mostly because McKay is so self-centered. And I love, he's like, I used to be a hypochondriac. Hmm, Okay. Carson's like, you know, this requires a certain bit of concentration. Yeah. Mainly, I just want you to shut up. Yeah. Shut and your McKay face. And gets snarky and decides to go get some air outside. <laughs> and the by band air, down he by means the river. like snacks. Huh? <laughs> by air, he means like snacks yeah. in his mouth. So John still doesn't trust Elia, uh, and Ronan finds some fresh tracks. Mm-hmm. And Taylor, 
Kayla does believe Elia. And John's like, yeah, but there's something more going on. It yeah. can't be that simple. And they follow the wraith upstream into the hills. Mm-hmm. Zadok asks Carson honestly, can you help prove that Elia doesn't feed on humans? And if you can prove that, do you think the villagers would accept her? And Carson doesn't even have to say anything. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to break this guy's heart. Yeah. It's bad. And we see Elia is hearing all of this. And including the following conversation. Um, Zadok is afraid of what will happen when he's gone. And the village is always going to see her as a monster. And he's tried to teach her about love and human companionship. And those are things that she's never going to have. So here's my question. Yeah. Is it cruel that he's done this? That he's given her hope this way? I don't know. You know, like, the the problem is we know the ending. Yeah. If we didn't know the ending, is it right to... To give her hope that we don't know. You know what I mean? Like, well, uh, I it's think such a th- weird thing. But I think this whole time he's just been holding hope that there would be a time that she would be accepted yeah. by the village. Thinking of, hey, if they can kill the other wraith and all of a sudden the feeding stop and no one's then getting killed. Fine. Yeah. Then we then we can prove to them, you know, that she is no different from them. Yeah. Et cetera. And God. I think it's a little bit... And I do agree. We do find out later he had just lost his wife and his son. And so I think it's one of those where it was a mutually dependent, a codependent relationship. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially emotionally. Yeah. 100%. Yikes. Okay. And Carson gives in and tells him about the retrovirus experiment. And he's like, I don't want to get your hopes up, but there's a chance eventually, Mm -hmm. if I can perfect this, that... Maybe Elia could be fully human. And again, Elia's hearing all of this. Yep, because nobody bothered to check out around the corner. And Carson warns him that this is really, really early stages of the experiments. I was hoping that Elia would be able to help me perfect this virus. Mm-hmm. And McKay runs into the room. They have a problem, and all three guys run out, leaving just Elia and the gear and the retrovirus. That seems like a really smart move. By the way, retroviruses are not just viruses that like disco. <laughs> are you sure? I'm pretty sure. They're a little bit sort of like cuckoo birds. Okay. Because cuckoo birds and some other types of birds will lay their eggs in another bird's nest. Oh. And so that when their egg... And usually they, they're like smaller birds so that when the cuckoo bird is born... It gets fed, it gets mama, and then we'll just, like, sometimes slowly shove the other baby birds out. Sure, yeah. And there's DNA and RNA. Mm -hmm. The way I remember it is DNA is a double helix. Yeah. RNA is a single helix. It's, like, half. It's, like, split down the cut down the center. Yeah. And normally, it's a one-way road. DNA splits into RNA. Yeah. But in retroviruses case, RNA can, like, create DNA, which is why it's retro, because it goes in reverse. Backwards, yeah. Yeah, because they usually only build... It's like a zipper. They only build in one direction. Yeah. And uh, then the DNA that's made from the RNA just fucking Hulk smashes its way into... Uh Uh-huh. 
yeah. into like it's way into the generic code. So it's just rewriting code. Uh-huh. It's a hacker man. It's a hacker man. Got it. Okay. And the most well known of these viruses is HIV. Yeah. It's actually a retrovirus. Yes. And I so knew that that's one. what Carson is trying to do. He's trying to create a retrovirus that is going to smash its fucking way into wraith cells mm-hmm. and essentially shove the the erratus bug part yeah. out of the cell DNA. Right. That would be so cool. It would be super um, cool. All of that stuff that you just said to me uh-huh. reminded me of a podcast that I've probably mentioned before <laughs> that everybody should listen to called This Podcast Will Kill You. I've heard of this. I've not actually listened to it. Oh, yet, it's so great. Um, I'm they distracted just did, by D&D podcast right now. They just did a, a thing on the on the coronavirus and they answered all the things that have made me yell and scream even yeah. at work, <laughs> which Nixie got to witness. <laughs> but uh, they're incredibly smart. Um people who study um, diseases and viruses and Mm -hmm. things of that sort and check them out. The end. This podcast will kill you. I just finished Star Wars binge mode. I don't know what to do with myself now that it's over. So once outside uh, the cave, we see the villagers are storming the castle again. The least our guys are smart enough to like get down low to watch Mm -hmm. them. So McKay tells John that the villagers are out yeah. with pitchforks. Yep, they're going full kill the beast. Uh, and they're not heading to the caves at the moment. So mm-hmm. John's like, go f- go sit there and wait. Yeah. As they head back to hunker down, they find Ellie is gone. And Carson finds an empty syringe, which is less than ideal. Mm-hmm. Because Carson has no clue it's going to do to her. It's a very typical teenage move. Yeah. To steal a thing. Get sad, run away. Yeah. And because this was light years away the from testing. Hormones, yeah. And in the forest, Carson radios to John what happened. She must have heard them talking about the retrovirus and thought it might make her human. Mm-hmm. And they have to find her before the villagers do. But the three of them are close to finding the other wraith. They can't just leave the trail. Right. So it's McKay and Carson. Oh, God. Who decided hunt. this was a good idea? Lack of options decided God. this was a good idea. And Zadok doesn't want, doesn't, like, like that she goes out on her own for mm-hmm. hours, but she does because she doesn't listen to Dad. Um, and she likes going up to the hills. He's he's blind. Blinded by love. Blinded by uh. the love. <laughs> so I love this moment in the woods with just Carson and McKay hiking, trying to track Elia. And McKay's like, we thought it was crazy when Ronan was doing it. Now we're, they basically, they should just go out there. Okay, there's a Mike Birbiglia, uh stand-up thing that he does where he talks about bears. Yeah. Um, how they tell you how you're supposed to protect yourself mm-hmm. from bears. But this reminds me a lot about it because I feel like they might as well just go stand out there and be like, Hello, Wraith. <laughs> I'm a human. I'm right here. Come get me. I'm young. I'm right here. I'm very tasty. Come have some. Also, this forest is fucking amazingly stunning. <laughs> it is pretty cool. I would like to go to there. So, Elia's not out there in the woods. Mm. The boys are just walking in circles. Yeah. Because she's in here in the lab, and she comes to her father, and she was hiding. She didn't want the others to know. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I hate what I am. Yeah. And She's full being human right now. Yeah. Do you guys remember that show? I love that I show. I do remember that show. Okay, that's all. 
And even knowing that the retrovirus wasn't ready, she had no choice but to take it because she goes, when they kill the other wraith, she's not going to be able to pretend anymore. Mm, she's bum, wanted to tell bum, her bum. father for a long time, but Shit. the wraith cylinder doesn't work. Yeah. Sad. It never has. And we get the first hints here of what we find out in the end, mm-hmm. that he has let Elia feed on him just yeah. a little bit when she needed it. She was so hungry, and she could sense when the other wraith was out, so she just went out at the same time to use him as cover. I mean, if nothing else, she was smart about it. Yeah, 100%. God damn. Zadok is in complete denial. Mm-hmm. Elliot doubles over in pain, pushing Zadok away, and we see some great effects of her hands changing to definitely not more human. I think this is the part that I made me think of the show being human, because the show was good, but the thing that sticks with me... I think there was an American version too, but in the British version, it was is, American. Um, like when the guy turns into a werewolf, mm-hmm. it is fucking hunting. Yeah, because he painful. Yeah, and uh, so it reminds me of this. It's very much in the same vein. Uh, that's all. Watch Being Human. There's some really good Cigarro soundtracks in there. Okay, bye. So Ronan calls John over, and they definitely found the Wraith's camp. He's been here very recently. Mm-hmm. Carson and McKay are still searching and pause to look around. Yeah. Maybe they heard something. That's uh, when the wraith drops down behind Carson. Yep. Hello. Both of We're our guys human. Down. We're delicious. Come eat us. McKay does get one shot out, which at least is enough for the other rest of the team to hear and go right. Good job from McKay. Yeah. That's pretty fucking good on his part. Send off the flare. Yeah. So the wraith is looming over McKay, getting ready to feed when Ellie out of nowhere tackles him. Oh, yeah. Like a center ice chick. Clawing at him, <laughs> quickly breaking his neck. Uh, I mean, again, this she just took down a full adult, yeah. just fed upon. Rape. Oh, she she mad. She's strong. Yeah. She starts strong crawling mad. after McKay. That's a new name. Strong mad. Strong mad. Okay, I'm done. We only ha- we can only say it like strong mad though. Strong mad. Yeah. And we see her half transformed into. Something definitely not human. Not. Maybe a little aratus buggy. Ooh, creepy. A single shot hits her in the shoulder from behind. Uh-huh. It's Carson, who turns out to be oh. a great single hand shot. Like, there's Buddy. no, there's no, like, bracing. No, these guys are so, I'm very proud of them. Because in my brain, I was like, why are these two idiots out <laughs> in the forest at all? So, good on them. Um, and Elia barely pauses and runs off, and McKay's still a little panicked, understandably. <sighs> Carson yeah. realizes that the retrovirus is having the opposite effect. Yeah. Stripping the human out instead of leaving cool. the human. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That's what it should not be doing at all. And McKay just keeps checking to make sure he wasn't fed upon, and mm-hmm. Carson just pats him on the shoulder like, you're, oh, that's adorable. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Out in the forest, Zedek is looking for Elia. Mm-hmm. And finds her or at least what's left of her yeah he tries pleading with with her and she just looks to him like prey yeah grabbing him by the throat throwing him letting out a full banshee cry and mckay and carson find zadok and he's that he goes it was elia but it was not her fault yeah but also she's a race yeah and the villagers show up. Great timing. McCain's like, go home. Yeah, everybody, bye. And Goran wants to know who this guy is. And mm. we have the realization that this is Goran's son. Yeah. Who is actually only 34. Shit. The rest of the team shows up. Callop, 
wants to go after the second beast now. John's like, chill, dude. Again, pitchforks. Chill. Pitchforks are coming out. Not, just don't. Kill the beast. Carson tells John that he's given Zadig something for the pain, but we're in the middle of the forest, and he's pretty badly injured, and there's nothing I can do. It's gonna be bad. Um, Zadig pleads with Goran not to blame Elia. Mm. It was his idea, not hers. When he found Elia, he had just lost his wife and son to fever. Oh, God. And we flash back to him finding the young Elia. Couldn't leave her. She survived on human food until just a few years ago, actually. And we see current, what looks like current Elia crying out in hunger. God, it is so feral. It is the creepiest thing. Yeah. Writhing in pain. And he basically forces her to feed on him. Sacrificing himself like any father would sacrifice for his daughter. Okay, this creeps me out because have you ever read The Grapes of Wrath? I may have, and then just blocked it out of my memory because I was bored. So there's with it. a really awful fucking part at the end. Um, a- anyone who's read it understands where I'm going. Yeah. I don't know that I want to. Sh- well, they're dying. They're fucking broke. It's a grapes yeah. of wrath. It's a great depression. Yeah. So a baby dies. Mama's making milk. Yeah. Somebody else feeds off the milk. Yeah. It's fucking awful. Yeah. Um, that's what this reminds me of. Yeah. And it makes me very unhappy. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's really, and you can tell that she, for a moment, is, like, relieved because she finally has her hunger satiated and then realized what she had to do yeah. to not be hungry this anymore. bad. And she's in tears, disgusted at what she's done, holding her father who's passed <sighs> out. And in the present, John asks if she's ever fed on anyone after that. And... Zadok pauses and is firm, saying no. Uh, yes. <laughs> but Actually, again, still trying to protect his daughter. Oh, she feeding. Yeah. Yeah, she be feeding. <laughs> so the team now goes after Elia, at least John, Taylor, and Ronan do. Carson warns him that the retrovirus is acting quickly and the human part is almost gone. Yeah. She did save McKay's life and kill the other wraith, but she may have not really realized she was doing that. Yeah, she didn't help them on purpose. Animal instincting that. (laughs) And she is faster and stronger than any wraith Carson has seen. Jeez. Awesome! Yeah. Great. Cool, cool, cool. She's super wraithy. Goran asks Zadok, like, why he let the whole village... And your own father think you were dead all these years. And he goes, what other choice did I have? The village would never accept her. And no. I couldn't abandon her. He's placed all of his grief and all of his misplaced love into this thing. Mm-hmm. This girl. Mm-hmm. To not call her a thing. Um, how the fuck? Clearly he's fucked up right now. Well, and also, you know, it's not like she was feeding... For all this time beforehand. Right. It well, was... no, that's what I mean. He just, he had this weird thing that, can't you tell by the fact that he's put all of yeah. this stuff into a race? 100%. That something's not okay. Yeah. That's why he didn't go home. Because yeah. he's not okay, guys. Yeah. Ugh. So not long after Carson radios John that Zadok has died, and Ronan pauses and tells them that Ellie is watching them. God. Taylor tries calling out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Carson can help you, but you have to come with us. And with almost no sound, Elia jumps Taylor. Managed to sh- she eventually manages to shove Elia off 
and Ronan gets a shot off, but Elliot runs away, and Taylor has fallen unconscious. Mm-hmm. Ronan checking the back of her head. There's blood. Uh. She somehow hit her head. John orders Ronan to stay with her. He's running after Elia. Ronan doesn't like it, but he obeys the order. I like this part. Well, John goes hunting carefully. Mm-hmm. We just see the shot. And yeah. then Taylor wakes up going, why are you here? Yeah. Why did you let John go on his own? Yeah. Well, he told me to stay here with you. I'm fine. Go after John. Yeah. Here's the thing that Taylor doesn't understand how dangerous this is. Do not. Taylor assumes everybody's got her moral compass uh-huh. and her rational critical thinking not skills. Not everyone does. No. That is why some people <laughs> need to be told, you do as I say. Uh-huh. Period. He's like, aren't we supposed to listen to John? Mm-hmm. And he goes, sometimes we make mm-hmm. exceptions. Ah. But who decides? <laughs> Who makes exceptions? You fucking make... Th- we ah, do! No! He goes, good enough, and he just runs. This is gonna be... Look, it's important that he understands this. Yeah. But there's more to the story! <laughs> it's like, you oh. need, like, to check other people before... It's like... Okay, it's like, um... Do you know the story about sugar-free gummy bears? I mean... Okay, let me tell the you. story. So they have, there's sugar, not to be confused with the agave bears, because I've always liked to eat those. Yes. Those are safe. But there's sugar-free gummy bears. There's no sugar. Fucking go to town. Eat as many as you want. Yeah. They're not going to affect your your blood sugars. You pay for them a different way. However, they have a laxative effect in large quantities. Yes. Ronan's about to give himself a laxative effect in large quantities of making his own decisions. I actually learned about this because uh, my grandfather, <laughs> who was a type 2 diabetic, oh. uh, he was really awesome. And he flew up to college uh, just to drive with me back home. Aww. And it was really great. And it was this amazing, like, I made a special playlist. And it was full of all the, the music that we love together. It was Aww. all like great american songbook and and i was so excited because it was a 16 hour road trip with my grandfather it was fantastic i thought was being a very very awesome granddaughter granddaughter loaded up on sugar-free candy because he loves candy yeah low i grabbed everything of sugar-free candy i can get and greg for this like that's great we're gonna put that over there yeah (laughs) only eat it in very small doses and we're gonna eat the real candy yeah no, I, I was about to say, I was like, guys, just eat the real gummy bears and yeah. just eat less of them. Yeah. Because the other ones taste Oh, he didn't eat less. Oh. <laughs> that, that was not, uh, that not, was not the solution to that problem. That is not the way. Okay. <laughs> All done. It was uh, more of, we'll deal with that later. Okay. I don't know how the fuck I took us there, but that was the metaphor I made up. It's fine. Sorry, y'all. I mean, we never go on tangents nope. or make weird connections mm-hmm. on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So, John finds Elia right behind him. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't make me do this. And then she does make But him she does. Do She's it. like, no, do it. She leaps. And there's like a rainbow of gunfire. All humanity is gone. Shit. Um, and while Elia's on top of him, he pulls out his knife. Elia grabs the forearm, stopping the knife. And we can see the blood dripping down his arm. And it's like a standoff uh. with strength. And it is not until there is a right on fire direct hit from Ronan's blaster that knocks her off. God. He walks forward firing three more shots directly at her and fires a fourth while John is able to take the chance to stand up and they fire at the same time finally killing her. Shit. Ronan's like, dude, your arm's bleeding. Yeah, let's not do that. To, but yeah. And John knows that he 
she was never going to let them take her back. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he still didn't want to kill her. Like, right. It still sucks. And then Ronan just walks off, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure either the village or Carson's going to want that body. Yeah. And if you're smart, you give it to Carson. Yeah. But, like, I mean, Ronan, just, you're just going to make John carry the body you're on his own? That trauma is deep. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that trauma is real and it's deep. And we see the really nasty wound on John's forearm. Oh, that's going to mean something, isn't it? I don't feel good about Oh, look at this coffee that spiked. Guys, a take a drink. Guys, that's going to mean something, isn't it? No, not at all. Okay. Or is okay. it? It's going to mean something. No, it's fine. It's just going to end there. Okay. It's just a heal. you never see a scar even. So, or is it? If that's... <laughs> yeah. It's going to be times. He's going to get things. Uh, he's going to turn into Ford. He's going to turn into Ford, but better. A better Ford? A better Ford. Like actually like a superhero? Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A better Ford, a Chevy. I'm proud of myself. Okay, I'm actually it very that. proud of that as a GM fan. Yeah. I'm very proud of that as well. <laughs> okay, what's next? Uh, this one made me really sad. This may be my favorite episode of the season. It's a really good episode. Yeah. Um, remind me of that when we finally do our rankings. Yeah, we keep making rankings. We haven't, and eventually we'll do that. Yeah, but we haven't prepared even so far. It's fine. Season. We'll get it through. We'll be fine. Yeah, so everything's gonna happen when it's supposed to happen, that's so and that's just how life goes, man. And that's, that's just—I mean, you your opinion. Dodge. You gotta dodge. You gotta win. You, you gotta, gotta know when to hold them. Like the ocean. You man. gotta know when to fold them. So next up on SG One <laughs> is Babylon. Oh, interesting. Is it Beach Blanket Babylon? No, it's Babylon Five. <laughs> Babylon Five. Yeah, it's just Babylon Five. Beach Blanket. Oh, I realized the Beach Blanket. Beach Blanket Babylon <laughs> is a San Francisco sure. thing. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I'm going to tell you about it because you're going to love it. Okay. But I'll tell you on the end next week. Yeah. Okay. Um, we love you guys. You guys are awesome. Thanks for walking through this really incredibly sad episode with us. It's really tragic. There's a lot of repercussions here. There's That means that Wraith can have consciences. Yeah. They're thoughtful. There could be some good wraith out there. Uh huh. Fuck me. Yeah. I hate when my bad guys are complicated. <laughs> it makes them harder I to kill. I just like when they're mindless killing machines. Just it makes it me feel better to kill them. Bye. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Yes. Uh, find us on Twitter at Terra Podcast. Facebook at There's No Place Like Terra. Email us at There's No Place Like Terra. Wait, I got it wrong. Email us at there's no place like Tara at gmail.com. <laughs> Patreon.com slash there's no place like Tara. Rate us, like us, review us on where you get your podcasts. Uh, we love you guys. <laughs> like, I can't believe I froze there. Um, okay, we love you guys. Bye. Bye.